Well, this morning we are starting a new series in First Peter, two-part series. It's going to be pretty, pretty brief, called Lessons on Authority. So this weekend and next weekend we're in this series, and it's all about submitting to the authority that God has put in your life, has put in, put over you, I should say. Now, just in life, you can kind of summarize people in two different categories, okay? You have the people that are the rule followers, and you have people that are the rule breakers. I want you just to raise your hand if you would consider yourself to be a rule follower. That you're a person who says, I like to follow the rules, and even the thought of breaking a rule kind of freaks me out because I just don't want to get in trouble. Are you a, are you a rule follower? Are you a rule follower? Yeah. Okay. Now, let's just have a moment of honesty here. Who is a rule breaker? Who, who just like, ah, I just, I'm sorry. I just, I break rules. Okay. It depends on the situation. Yeah, I, I see. I see. I see. All right. Well, hey, I'm, I'm a rule follower. When I was growing up, I was like that, that kid who just like had to do the right thing. I would get freaked out. Hey, pay attention. I would get freaked out at the idea of, of disobeying a rule. I, I was convinced that if, if I just broke a rule anywhere, the police would come and I'd go to jail as like a five-year-old. Like I just did not want to break a rule. Well, I had a best friend growing up. His name is Timothy. Timothy. Timothy, Timothy was a rule breaker. Timothy was a rule breaker. Now one day, my dad was driving me and Timothy. Well, something about my dad is that when I was younger, he had a really big truck. Like, a, like you know what I'm talking about, like really tall, really big tires, like a big truck. And in his big truck, he had these things that are called subwoofers. Have you heard of subwoofers? Subwoofer, also they're, they're also known as subs, okay? They make, not a submarine, a sub, subwoofer. A sandwich. What are you talking about? All right, listen, listen, listen. A sub, what it does in a car, is it makes the music really loud. Not just the music, but the bass, the heavy bass, where it makes like the windows of this car shake, and you can feel it in your chest. Like, my dad had these things, and he had this one specific CD, and uh, I remembered what the CD was. Have you guys ever heard of The Legend of Zorro? Yes. He had The Legend of Zorro soundtrack. And if you know anything about this soundtrack, it has some pretty crazy bass. Like, it's pretty cool. And so he would put the CD in to show off this soundtrack, uh, to show off his subs, I mean. And uh, it was just nuts. I remember being like a five-year-old sitting in the back of his truck, sitting like on the bench seat where the subs were under and like feeling my body shake because you're sitting on the subs, right? So anyways, me, me and Timothy are in the back seat of my dad's truck and we're going to my house. And the neighborhood that I lived in when I was growing up had like a, a guard, a guard shack at the front, like a gate and everything. And my dad, we, we were like going down the road and we had the music all loud and it was fun. And my dad turns down the music and he says, hey guys, I have an idea. And it, it, I just immediately was like, oh no, what is, what is he going to say? He says, here's my idea. Let's speed past the security guard, like fast as we can, and let's have the music up as loud as possible. So the guard, so we like annoy the guard. 
And my dad's like, yeah, let's do this. And my friend Timothy, Timothy is like, yeah, that's an awesome idea. Let's do this. It's going to be awesome. Can you guess what I did? I cried. (laughs) I started crying, guys. I was, I don't know, six, seven, something like that. Six, seven, or eight. I, I was crying, and I was like, no, Dad, no, 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 the police are going to come, the police, listen to, and when my dad saw how freaked out I was, he stopped, he turned the music down, and he looked back, and he was like, dude, I'm kidding, like, like he wasn't even going to do it in the first place, right, he was never going to do it as a joke, right, but I, as the rule follower, I'm just freaking out, and Timothy is like, yeah, yeah let's do it, let's do this, it's going to be awesome, yeah, 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 well, anyways, The point of me telling you that story is to say this. The Bible, in the book of 1 Peter, also in the book of Romans, but we're in the book of 1 Peter, so we're going to do those verses, tells us that we need to follow the laws of our country. As you know, we live in the United States of America. And in the United States of America, we have a government, and this government makes laws. They make rules. They've made some, and they continue to make laws. And it is our job as citizens of this country to follow the law. But not just as citizens of this country, as citizens of heaven, as Peter keeps referring to us as. We need to follow the laws of our country. That's what the Bible says. So in 1 Peter 2, he makes it very clear this is what you need to do as Christians. And look, maybe you didn't know that this was in the Bible. Maybe you didn't know, and that's okay. You know now. God takes this very seriously, okay? He expects for his people, he expects for Christians to follow the laws that are set forward and made by the country that you live in, by the government that has authority over you. All right, so I want you to have your Bibles open. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 13 is where we're going to start. It says this, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. So you need to understand that God's word makes it very, very clear that it is his will for you to obey your governing authorities. You need to obey the laws set forward by your country and you need to live honorably among everyone. So here's point number one. Very simply, obey The laws of your government. You guys already knew that, though, because we had some spoilers. But that's the point number one. Obey the laws of your government. He gets straight to the point, guys. He he doesn't leave us to guess, well, what does he mean by this? Peter gets very straight to the point, and he says, you need to submit yourself to the laws of the government. He talks about every human institution. He says, the emperor. Okay, well, today in America, we don't have an emperor, but they did back then, right? And and we have presidents, governors, police, mayors, uh, judges, things like that. And so what you, your responsibility as a Christian is to do what they say, to submit to their authority, to obey these laws, right? So like I was saying, Peter, he wrote this back in the days of the Roman Empire. 
Someone just asked me earlier, Connor. Connor did, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Well, we're thinking about it all right now, okay? The Roman Empire. And if you guys were in Maine, Pastor John used that in his uh, sermon too. It's kind of funny, but anyways. Peter wrote this back in the days of the Roman Empire, and the emperor was Nero. We've talked about Nero before, way back at the beginning of our series, starting in 1 Peter. Nero was a bad guy. He was not a good person. He hated Christians. He persecuted Christians. He started a fire, blamed it on the Christians, and the Christians then were getting persecuted, and they got kicked out of where they had to live. It was just a terrible situation. So here's the emperor, and Peter is saying, you need to submit to his authority. Look, maybe some of you guys thought that the only reason why you're supposed to obey the law is so that you don't go to jail. Yeah, of course, that's a good reason. You definitely don't want to go to jail, okay? But as Christians, as people who say that you put your trust in Jesus, the main motivation for you following the laws of your country shouldn't just be jail, but it should be, I'm going to obey God. I'm going to please God. I'm going to honor Him. And I'm going to obey the laws of my country, of my government, and by doing so, I'm going to be honoring God. Because this is what He says that we need to do. When I was your age, I had a friend that was known as the crazy friend. You guys have friends, and you're just like, that's the crazy friend. You guys have a crazy friend? (laughs) Well, hey, this guy, this kid, uh, this friend of mine, he was the crazy friend, and like, just everything he did was crazy. He was just crazy, like always acting up, always doing crazy things, okay? Well, one day, he tells us at school, he says, hey guys, I gotta tell you something. We're like, okay, great, what are you gonna, what is it? He says, yeah, I've been going home after school, and I've been driving my parents' car around my neighborhood by myself. Thirteen. We were, we were thirteen. Now, maybe he was lying. Maybe he wasn't lying. I don't know, okay? But that's not the point. We told him, we were like, dude, that's wrong. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that. Like, what are you going to do if the cops pull you over? He's like, oh, it's not a big deal. I'm like, no, no, it is a big deal. You can't, you cannot do that. You, it is not legal for you to operate a vehicle. You can't do this. And he's like, well, uh, and, and we said, not only is it against the law, like the, the, the laws of our country, but like by breaking laws, what you're doing is, is sin. Like it, it's it, you can't do that. And he's like, no, 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 guys, you're misunderstanding. You're misunderstanding. See, I'm a Christian. And we were like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I'm a Christian and I obey the Bible, and there's no verse in the Bible that says I can't drive a car. He thought, he thought that this was like a great argument. He thought that, he thought we were going to be like, oh yeah. And he's, gonna, he's like, oh yeah, this is such a good argument, you know. And we were like, That's, that doesn't make any sense, dude. That's not at all. Like, he's like, no, see, as long as I'm obeying what the Bible says, I don't have to obey the laws of the government in America because I'm a Christian first, you know. Like, I'm a Christian and then I live in America. So I obey God, you know. And we're like, dude, like, you've got so much mixed up and backwards in this situation. Like, you don't get to choose, okay? And, and that's the point, right? You do not, look at me, look up here. You do not get to choose what laws of this country you get to obey or that you will obey. God says you need to obey the law. You need to do what the law says, all right? You have to do it. If you disobey the law, you are actually sinning before God, 
Even though the Bible does not say anything about driving before you're the appropriate age, the Bible says you need to obey the law. And if you're disobeying the law of your land, of your country, then you are sinning in God's eyes. You see that? Does that make sense? So when you break the law of America, you're sinning. That's sin before God. And he hates sin. I want you to think about all the laws that you know of, okay? Let's start here. The law of don't steal, don't kill, don't, don't lie. It's a law to, to not lie under oath, right? What, what, do those three things sound familiar to you? Yes. Ten Commandments. Exactly. So th- those are a given. Those are easy, right? There's no argument there for, oh, my country versus, um, for, versus Christianity. Like, it's, it's very, it's plain, right? But then I want you to think about all the laws that limit you guys because of your age. You got things like drinking, smoking, driving, tattoos, right? There's so many things that you cannot do that are against the law. Listen, that are against the law for you to do because of your age, right? As Christians, you need to obey the laws of this country. You need to obey the laws of the government. You need to listen. You need to obey. You don't get a choice. So if you are involved in something that is illegal, it's not just bad because you could go to jail for it or get arrested or, do, or get a fine or whatever. That's bad, and that's the reason why. But it is worse, you need to understand, because God says it is sin. And that should be your motivation to obey the law, to not be participating in something that is illegal, because God says it is sin for you to do that. Or maybe you're thinking, oh, okay, okay, Pastor Jacob, I get it. But, but what about this? What if my parents say that I can do it? What if, what if they say, I don't care, I, I can do that? What if you say, no, I, I have an exception. I have a really good argument for why I shouldn't have to listen to that law. I disagree with it. I can't, I, oh, listen, I would love to just, can I just tell you, I have a super good reason. Like, I've thought about it. There's even, like, Bible, for, like, I, oh, like, I, I have a good, good reason as to why I, I shouldn't have to obey that law, okay? None of that matters, okay? There's one exception. We're going to talk about it in a second, but none of that matters. It doesn't matter if your parents say, oh, I don't, you live in my house. It's fine. You, you can do this. No, you can't. You cannot break the law. It is sin. Doesn't matter if you think you have a really good argument against it. Doesn't matter. Break the law. It is sin in God's eyes. You still need to obey the law. I want you to think about this with me, okay? The Roman emperor, like we said, was Nero. Nero was a bad guy. Do you think that Nero was a Christian? Absolutely not. He hated Christians, he wanted them to die. Not a Christian. He is a very bad guy. So don't you think. That the Christians could have argued and said, oh, he's a bad guy. He's not very good. He's not a Christian, so we don't have to listen to him. Don't you think they could have said that? They could have said, oh, 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 he's bad. I'm not going to listen because he's not a Christian. Well, what does Peter say? Submit to the emperor. Peter knows how bad Nero is. He knows he's not a good person. He knows he's not a Christian. And he still says, submit to his laws. So that means if if Emperor Nero had said, all the Christians, you have to pay more taxes now just because you're Christians. Not fair. But guess what? 
Peter says, submit. Do it. If he says, all the Christians have to leave your homes and it's, you have to live here, it's only, this is your spot, you need to get out of all the other people, don't be around them, they need to do it. Peter says you need to submit, you need, you need to listen to what the emperor says. So there, there is, there's no reason like that. You, you can't say anything like that. Okay? You need to say, okay, what does the law say? Now I have to obey the law. The only reason, this is very important, listen to me. The only reason a Christian should ever ignore the laws of your country, of your government, is if the law commands you to do something sinful. That's it. If whoever's in charge, the president or whoever says for you to do something sinful, that's when you say, I can't do that. I'm not going to listen to you because God says that that is a sin. So let's imagine this. Let's imagine that tonight, big news headline goes out. The president of the United States has a message for 7th and 8th graders. And you're like, oh, that's me. What is he going to say? And he says, hey, every 7th and 8th grader in America, tonight, you have to go rob a bank. Or you're going to juvie. Look, look. What? What should you do? Listen. What should you do? Should you go rob a bank? Why? Because that's sin. Listen, 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 listen. Because it's sin. Now, I recognize that's a crazy, extreme thing, and that's like 99.99999% never going to happen. I, I get it. But I'm trying to help you see that that's the only reason why you should ignore laws if they are telling you to sin. I don't know think about this. What if it becomes illegal in our country to be a Christian? What, what if the president comes over the news tonight and says, Christians, unless you renounce your faith, you're all going to go to jail. What should you do? Be a Christian and go to jail. Be a Christian and go to jail. Yeah. Now, listen. I know to us that sounds crazy, but there are many, many millions of Christians, and that's their reality right now. That's their reality right now. That they live in a country, they live somewhere that says it's illegal for you to be a Christian. We will put you in jail. We might even kill you if you are a Christian. And these people, they can't listen to that. You understand? They can't renounce their faith. That would be sin, of course, to just renounce their faith, to say, I'm not a Christian anymore. The only reason why you should ever ignore the law of your land is if it is telling you to do something sinful. Peter says this. He says that governors, the ones that are in charge, are sent by God. This is also said later, or earlier, I mean, in, in the book of Romans, okay? They are sent by God. God has put them in charge. Anyone who has authority, anyone who is raised up and put into a place of power was put there by God. And so God says, I put them there, and you need to submit. Think about it. Emperor Nero the, the man who was killing Christians, who hated Christians, God put him there. 
God put him there for his reasons, for his purposes, that we know his purposes are good, even though we don't understand them all the time. So God says, submit to their authority. Do what they say. And God has actually given the government a job to do. You understand that the government has a God-given job to do. That government, it does this today. It still does this. Government is not perfect by any means, of course. But it does something that God says it should be doing, and it still does it. The Bible says, to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. Guys in the back row, please pay attention. It says, I'll read it again. To punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. So the God-given purpose of the civil government is to restrain evil. The government keeps people's sinful desires in check. It holds them back. I have a question. I do not want you to answer out loud or raise a hand. I want you to think about it and think about it in your mind only. There should be no words here. Have you ever had the desire to steal something? Just think about that. If you've had a desire to steal something, and then let's assume in this situation you decided not to steal something. Think about why. What are the reasons why? Still thinking in your mind, not saying anything out loud. I'll answer for you. Most likely, one of the reasons was, of course, because the Bible says stealing is wrong. But also another reason is because you know that if you get caught stealing something, there are consequences. The police could get called on you. You could get fined some money. You could even, the police could come and they could even put you in handcuffs. Maybe, maybe that's the reason why you didn't go through with it. And maybe it wasn't just stealing, maybe it was something. Maybe you, at one point, had a desire to do something against the law, but then you thought, uh, okay, I'm not going to do that because the consequences for this are pretty, pretty major. I don't want to get arrested. I don't want to end up in handcuffs. I don't want that. And maybe it hasn't even been so drastic as to say the police, okay? But maybe it's just been simply, you don't want to get in trouble with your parents, The point is, God has put authority over us. And he's given the authority, power, to give consequences for breaking the laws, breaking the rule, and that restrains evil. I want you to think about for a second, what if in our country there were no rules, no laws, and people could just go do whatever evil they wanted to do, and there were zero consequences? How bad would this country, how bad would the world be if there were no consequences for any bad actions? Terrible terrible. Like, we can't even fathom how bad it would be. So God has given government as a form of his common grace to all people to restrain evil. He says it very clearly right there. But then he also says that it's to praise those who do good, meaning those who do the right thing are praiseworthy. You've ever heard the term upstanding citizen? heard that before? We want to be upstanding citizens. That's that's whenever you are doing the right thing and the those in charge can just say like you're yes that's praiseworthy. You you are doing the right thing and that is a good thing. Okay? That's the job of the government. There's a reason why you guys are all sitting here and you're not in juvie. Right? (laughs) Because you, Lord willing, are being upstanding citizens. Right? It's praiseworthy. It's a good thing. 
It's the job of the government, the God-given job of the government. And you need to obey the laws of the government. And so Peter, he, he says this very clear, very, very clear. Always obey the law unless the law tells you to sin. That's whenever you don't listen. So now he moves on, and, and he starts this next sentence by saying this. He says, this is the will of God. Have you guys ever wondered before, what's God's will for my life? Anybody ever wondered that before? You just think about, well, God, what's your will for me? You know, it's very, we, we all think that's a common question, right? Well, God, in his word, actually gives us an answer. Okay? This is part of his will for every Christian's life. So whenever you see in the Bible where it says, this is the will of God, every Christian should be like, okay, what is it? Because I want to make sure that I'm living in the will of God. I need to make sure that I'm following God's will as best as I can. Here is his will. That by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. I'll rephrase that for point number two. Never give unbelievers something bad to say about you. You should never do anything that would give people who do not believe in Jesus something bad to say about you. Really, you should never do anything that would have anyone say something bad about you. The ignorant and foolish people, or these are the ones that he brought up a few verses ago we talked about last week. The people that are accusing Christians of being evildoers. That's the people that Peter is still referring to in this. He says, you need to silence their accusations by just doing the right thing. Think about it. If people are calling you out, saying, you're evil, Ben, you're evil, man. Let's just say a bunch of people are saying that. The Bible says what you need to do is just do the right thing. Prove them wrong. Prove their accusations wrong by just doing what is right. And you will prove that these people are foolish and ignorant. Because you're not doing anything wrong. You're obeying the laws of your country. You're doing what God expects you to do. And they have nothing to say. Because the truth is, some people are just waiting and watching for Christians to mess up. It's just the truth. There are people in this world who will jump on any opportunity they get to say, Ha! You say you're a Christian and you just did something illegal. You just messed up. People are waiting. The Bible says we need to silence them. By doing what is right. You will mess up from time to time. You will sin occasionally, of course. Because we're not perfect and we can't be perfect. That's why we needed Jesus. Okay? But the point here is that your life, largely, the majority of your life, needs to be doing what is right. You shouldn't be in any habits of sin. You shouldn't be in any habits of doing what is illegal. You need to be doing the right thing. Thing, not giving any non-Christian unbeliever something bad to say about you. This is the will of God. This is what God's will is for your life. I hope you understand how serious this is. That this is God's will for you. This is what he wants for you. You don't want to give someone something bad to say about you. Maybe I, I think I may have told the story in here before, but I'll tell it again because it's a really helpful story. There's this man who goes to church, says that he's a Christian. He went to church, and he heard a sermon all about evangelism. 
the pastor said, you need to be evangelizing this week. You need to be telling people about Jesus this week. This is what you need to be doing. And he preaches a whole sermon on it. And so this man, he decides, you know what? My pastor is right. I'm not evangelizing. I need to start telling people about the gospel. So he goes to work the next day, Monday morning, and he's determined, I'm going to share the gospel with my coworkers. And he finds an opportunity, and he's telling this man about the gospel, and he gives him the whole thing, talks all through the Bible, this is what Jesus did, he died for you, he rose again, you can have a relationship with God. And then he says, what do you think? And the person that he was sharing the gospel with said, I think that if a Christian is what you are, I never want to be one. That's harsh. But the reality is, this man who said he was a Christian was not doing what was right. He was giving non-Christians things to say about him that were bad. Understand? Wasn't obeying the law. Wasn't obeying the commands in the Bible. And it was evident, it was obvious, and this person says, why would I do what you're saying I should do if you're not doing the right thing? You need to be sure that you are not giving anyone anything bad to say about you. Peter further explains this in verse 16. He says, live as people who are free. Christians are free. The Bible says this over and over and over again. Galatians 5.1, Christ has set us free. Okay? So Jesus, he died on the, I'm sorry, before he died on the cross, God's people lived under the law. You were underneath the law. Old Testament law. But then Jesus, he fulfilled the law died on the cross, rose again, and he set believers free from the law of sin and death. So here's what you are free from. Christians are free from the penalty of sin and the power of sin. You are not under sin anymore. You are under grace. You are in Christ Jesus. So Peter says, live like you're free. You are not under the law anymore, so live like free people. Okay, awesome. That means I can do whatever I want, right? That means I can just go do whatever I want. I can break rules. I can do anything I want. And Jesus says I'm free. I'm free to do whatever. And guess what? It's even better because I'm free. And no matter what I do, there's always, there's always forgiveness. There's always grace, right? So I can just go do whatever I want. Is that right? Is that what Peter is saying? Is that what the Bible is saying at all? It is not. It is not saying that at all. Peter addresses, Paul addresses this. I'm sorry, I'm going to back up a little bit. Because the next thing Peter says is not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. You understand that whenever you say, oh, I'm free in Christ, now I can do whatever I want. What you're, what you're doing is you're using your freedom in Christ as a cover-up to just do what you want, to do what is evil. And that's wrong. You cannot say that you're free in Christ, so now you can do whatever you want. It does not mean that there are no rules for you. You understand that? You cannot use God's forgiveness as a free ticket to sin. You cannot say, oh, God will forgive me, so I'm going to go do this thing anyways. Oh, God will forgive me, so I'm just going to, that's fine. That's not right. That's very, very wrong. Paul says in Romans chapter 6, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may abound? In other words, he's saying, shouldn't I keep sinning to give God's grace an opportunity to work? Isn't that what I should be doing? And he says, by no means. You know what that means? No. 
That's what that means. That is wrong. Here's what you should do. It says, how can we who died to sin still live in it? If you've put your trust in Jesus, the Bible says you are dead to sin. You are not under the power and the penalty of sin anymore. You are free from it in Christ. So how can you keep living in sin if you have died to it? Peter continues and he says, but living as servants to God. This is what someone who is free in Christ does. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Flesh meaning sin. But through love, serve one another. You need to use your freedom in Jesus Christ to love God and to love others. To obey God and to show the love of Jesus to other people. That's what you need to be doing. Christ set you free so that you can glorify him. Not so that you can just keep on sinning. You understand this is how you need to live. This is how you need to be living. Not giving others something bad to say about you. There's a Peter says you need to make sure to obey the laws of the land. Don't do anything that would give something, someone something bad to say about you. Don't do that. And then he summarizes all of this in verse 17 with four very short sentences. Honor everyone. The sentence. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Here's number three. Fear God and love others. I was, I was actually thinking about making point number three, just verse 17. I actually thought about just putting it up there again. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. You need to fear God and love others. All right, so he starts off and he says, honor everyone. Honor means respect. Are you treating people with respect? Are you loving people? Are you being kind to people? How are you treating other people? I want you to think about it. I want everybody to look at me. Eyes on me. Eyes on me. Look at me. Think about this. How are you treating other people? How are you treating other people? Are you being kind? Are you being rude? Are you being respectful? Are you talking down to people? Are you gossiping about people? Are you slandering people? How do you treat people? And I'm not just, don't just think about how you treat your favorite people, your best friends. Everyone, think about everyone. Think about the people that are kind of annoying sometimes. Think about the people that are hard for you to get along with. How do you treat those people? Is it with honor and respect? Because if it is not, that is sin. Because the Bible says, honor everyone. Everyone. Honor everyone. Romans 12.10 says, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. You should not be competing with each other for popularity, for more friends, for blah, 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 blah. You should, really, the only thing you should be competing is, oh, I'm going to honor everyone. Now, you shouldn't actually use this as motivation to have a competitive spirit about it, but the point is, this is what your focus needs to be. Honor everyone. Show respect to everyone. Show kindness and love to everyone. Outdo one another. 
Think about if you came to the narrow and your mindset was, I'm going to outdo everyone by showing honor today. TNN, I'm going to outdo everyone by just being respectful and being kind and being nice and showing the love of Christ. How much different would it be? If the answer is, oh, it'd be a lot different, guess what? We are not obeying what the Bible says to do. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. The brotherhood here, it's not just referring to a group of dudes, okay? The brotherhood is the church. Brothers and sisters in Christ. This is what that means. So, Peter says, honor everyone, but then he specifically hones in and says, but even more so, especially, love your brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay, so just think about the people in this room that are a part of this ministry. Are you loving people here? Are you being respectful to the people in this room? Do you respect your leaders? Are you kind with each other? Think about it. Love the brotherhood. And then he says, fear God. And we could have so many sermons on this. This is what revival was all about. There's so much to say here. But the question is, do you honor, love, respect, and obey God? Are you determined to obey the Bible, God's word? Do you give God respect and reverence? How are you living? Because the truth is, if you fear God, you'll obey him. If you really do fear God, you're going to obey the laws of your, your government. If you really do fear God, you're going to do your best to never give unbelievers something bad to say about you. You understand? You need to make sure that you fear God properly. And then the last thing he says is honor the emperor. I remember he's writing originally, that his original audience was, it was the Christians among the Roman Empire. Nero, this is the dude who was persecuting Christians, starting fires. He ends this verse and he says, honor that man. Honor him. Respect him. Do what he says to do. We don't have an emperor. We have a president. The state of California has a governor. The city that you live in has a mayor. There are police officers and judges put in place. So what God wants you to do is honor those people. Listen to those people. Obey those people. Do what they say. Unless they're telling you to sin. Used the phrase a minute ago, upstanding citizen, okay? That's what you should be. You should be quick to obey the law of the government. You should not have any issues with the police. You understand? You should not be doing anything illegal. You shouldn't be doing it. Because the Bible says that. God says, obey the laws of your government. And in doing so, you're obeying God. You're pleasing Him. People should not have to look at you and wonder whether or not you're going to do the right thing. You should be known as a person who does the right thing. You should not be doing anything that would give anyone something bad to say about you. So think about it. When people think about you, do they think, oh, rule breaker. They're probably going to do the thing that's wrong. Or, they think, 
that person does the right thing. You need to know that by obeying laws, you are obeying God and you are pleasing him and that's what his word says to do. Let's pray. God, please help us to obey your word. God, you give us clear instructions on what your will is for us and your will for us is to be obedient. To be obedient to you, to what your word says, to be obedient to the laws that we are placed under. So God, help us to do that. Please, God, if, if, if we are involved in anything that is illegal, that is wrong, God, help us to repent of these things, to confess them before you, to repent, and to do what honors you. God, but help us to always know that our loyalties, our allegiance, it lies with you. So God, if something ever happens in our country where we live and we're told to do things that go directly against you, that we would be courageous and we would not do it because we know that we need to honor you first and foremost. God, so help us to understand what your word is saying, to apply it to our lives. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.